0: In the land of the blind, the one eyed man is king. In the time of censorship, non compliance is key. From an undisclosed location
1: in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome, folks. It is May 26, 2023, day before Saturday. You guys are going to be listening to this on Saturday show. We had some technical issues last week, uh, and our show did not air, and it was a uh, rather powerful show. It was amazing. Um, We got the most traffic and everything else. As you know, we're talking about the Solomon U recall and uh, why we should all support it and why every county in this state should do it. Um, We got a lot of pushback uh, from the Saul and his swamp creatures uh, this week in regards to, you know, why we should keep Saul, and so anyways... Long the short, if you guys want to check that out, go to noncompliantamerica.com, and uh, you can check out last week's show. But this week's show is going to be jam-packed with tons of information, what's going on locally. This is what we want to focus on. We have them in our sites. They are panicking, uh, and they're freaking out, and um, it's a beautiful sight to see um, because we're just getting started, folks. We're just getting started. So I got a special guest, two special guests today. I have Don Powers in the house and Ben Edel from Washington County. Um, We're here to talk about the walkouts. We want to talk about the recall saw movement and some of the things going on with the momentum with that, uh, as well as just kind of open the conversation with what's what's to come, what the state of Oregon is uh, and where we can really focus our attention and where we can um, really make a change and make an impact. So how are you doing today, Ben? Yeah, I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor. Yeah, thank you very much. I know you had to, you know, jump over the barbed wire and get past the guard dogs, but you made it. right, I'm trained in those uh, techniques. <laughs> That's good. And we got Don too. Don rolled in here on two <laughs> wheels in his truck just to make sure that, uh, that he can make the show because... We're here, we're committed, and and it's very important that we're, we're able to get this stuff out, we're able to flush this information out. We want you guys to know with open transparency what's going on and how we can make an impact. And like we talked about last week and the week before, is the most important thing I think right now is to become a PCP in your county, which whatever county you're in, become a PCP and you can actively engage in some of these votes that are happening behind the scenes in regards to the party. But in that, Ben, I want to talk about the walkout. Yep. Um, uh, you've been front and center with that. I know you were contending against Wagner. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wouldn't be in this situation contending against these the Republicans wouldn't be able to be dealing with these guys had you gotten in. <clears throat> They're kind of changing their tone a little bit, uh, and coming to you and talking to you now, right? <laughs>
2: it's been a real change <laughs> of tone.
1: It really has. And I'm, I'm really grateful for it because look, um, I think that,
0: uh, I've got both perspectives. I have the perspective of being an activist. Obviously, in 2020, when um, when the uh, bioweapon was released and uh, the government turned uh, against its citizens, especially its business owners, by shutting us down and taking away our wealth and our, our assets and our power, um, for me, that was, and we're coming in on a Memorial Day weekend, and my grandfather was a, a, a naval uh, fighter pilot in World War II, and at 17 years old, he signed up for the war after Pearl Harbor. And in 2020, I try to explain to people that um, that was our Pearl Harbor. That was our generation's Pearl Harbor. And it was t- either you were a fight. you were going to fight for our country or you were going to not fight for our country. But most of us and a lot of us have begun to fight for our country. And um, that's a great analogy. It, it is. It's our Pearl Harbor. And so um, I was asleep. And uh, I woke up and I said, I'm gonna fight this enemy. And so since 2020, I've been an activist, I founded Free Oregon. And um, I thought it was just me and the dog, I'm going after Kate Brown. And what happened is we put together about 25,000 Oregonians uh, to push back. And in part of that, and we'll talk about this later, especially with the Saul issue, um, one of the things that we really wanted people to do was to, um, uh, was, to, was to take over their local parties, okay? So you talk a lot about this, like it's all about the county level, and we're doing that. You know, the free organ the free organ movement represents uh, a greater movement of lots of different groups and organizations that are of like mind that it's time that the people take the parties back. That's right. And we have that power. And so we're doing it. And um, I'm inspired by that. And so um, it's very wonderful. Now, what happens is, is that uh, when you're an activist, you have to build trust with the political, I will say, for lack of better words, level. Okay, Um, things look different when you're um, running for, for elected office, okay? You, you're not a, a, a Republican uh, player. You are a Republican representing the Republican party to lots of different people that have lots of different levels of, of, of knowledge, okay, about the, the political um, happenings and the political events. The vast majority of Oregonians are simply misinformed and and so um their opinions and their and their votes are shaped by that misinformation and so um i think it's really important that um one of the things i've learned is that um moving from an activist leader to um a political player uh has 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 been eye-opening in a lot of ways um but there was not not a lot of trust from Tim Canope and the Republican caucus in me um, that I could work together from that perspective. OK, so so not to to say that they're not weak or they haven't been weak because I've been very critical of Tim Canope in the past for being weak and um, not putting up a fight that, that that we elected
1: them to put up. Sure. And, and just just for people that don't know what's going on yeah. and reform them, uh, explain to them who Tim Canope is and what they're doing and what's currently happening. Right yeah, T-
0: Tim Canope is the Senate minority leader. So he is in charge of the most amount of resources that come into the state for uh, political um, offices for the entire Republican Party. OK, he's the he's the Senate minority leader. Um, and uh, and and he runs uh, he's one of the weaker uh, Republicans in the Senate in terms of um, the CPAC rating. Right. So he's he's just above Betsy Johnson in the past. Um, there's reasons for that. Right. He lives in a purple bluish, purple, reddish district. Um, he has to represent his district. That's his job as a politician. Um, and I think that's very important to recognize. Right. So there's reasons why he's a little less red than some of the others. Sure. Um, and and but the reality is, is I was very critical of Canope because when I ran against Rob Wagner in my district, Rob Wagner at the time was the Democrat Senate leader. Okay. He was the majority leader and majority leaders and minority leaders are supposed to be highly partisan individuals. Okay. They're, they're representing their party. They need to be fiercely, uh, um, uh, fierce, uh, advocates for what their party's agenda is. Now, Rob Wagner, uh, is a fierce, um, advocate for his party's agenda. I'll tell you that right now. And Tim Canope, uh, gets along to get, goes along to get along a little bit more than, than probably he should. So, Uh, I ran against Wagner and I did not receive a single penny uh, from the Republican caucus in my race. And even just 20 grand or 25 grand would have helped elevate my message, which my message, I think, was pretty strong. Um, And and knowing it was going to be a loser race, like I'm in a D essentially a D 20 where there's more 20 percent more Democrats than Republicans. But if you're a non-affiliated voter and you live in South Portland, the likelihood of you being a Republican is very slim. Okay. Sure. So, so really it was probably like a D 60. Okay. Um, so it was, a, it was essentially an unwinnable race, but now, uh, Wagner has, has, uh, with, with the walkout. Okay. Um, Rob Wagner as now the Senate president. Okay. And Senate presidents have to be bipartisan. They have to be. And the reason why we have a legislative shutdown right now is not because of the Republicans walking out. They're walking out for good reason. And they have a, they have, they have a slim majority of the Democrats prior to prior to the midterm they had a supermajority which means that they do not require republicans to make a quorum now quorums are required in every single legislative body in every single state in the united states for a reason because quorums require a certain number of legislators to be present in order to pass legislation now those quorums require bipartisan legislation passing if a republican votes no Right, but shows up. It is essentially bipartisan because they showed up. Now, all Rob Wagner had to do was work with the Republicans a little bit because he, the Republicans had the leverage of the walkout. They could have utilized the walkout tool to not form a quorum, to not have to pass House Bill 2002 and Senate Bill 348. Okay, these are terrible bills. That one is a, gen, a, a gender mutilation. It's a it's a child mutilation bill. Okay, that's what it is. It it, it gives a, a state
1: authority to basically not have to disclose anything, and they can do. Gender- Gender reassignment surgery to kids. Exactly. The schools schools then become the state. Exactly. And abortions, don't forget. And abortions
0: with with no questions asked, no parental. Just
1: like what they did in Washington, where even somebody from out of state can come there and said that they ran away. 100%. Washington will scoop them up, say, no problem. You want to be a boy? Here you go. It decriminalizes the concealment of a birth
0: Okay. To, to to when the conce- when the motive of that concealment is to uh, not be able to allow authorities to determine if that baby it's, was born dead or alive. It's Th- completely
1: is- undermining parental rights and parental authority and, and everything under that. It, it,
0: it, it does, but it also supports sex traffickers because who's going to bring a ten year old into the Planned Parenthood to get an abortion? Okay, when a parent isn't no doesn't know about right. it. All right. You got to think about these things as how these bills are going to be utilized by the criminal element, which is something that I think about. So there's really really nothing good about House Bill 2002, nothing. And Senate Bill 348 is um, an emergency bill from a Democrat perspective to, um, uh, to, to circumvent the, the judicial rulings on Measure 114, which was a gun ban in the state of Oregon. Um, and so who does that help? Well, gun bans, when you take guns away from law-abiding citizens, you help criminals, okay? Sure. Um, and so that's all there is to it. So um, these two bills is really the reason they're walking out. All Rob Wagner had to do as the Senate president was say, look, we can modify these bills or we can drop these bills and they can pass all the legislations to their heart's content, right? Mm-hmm. That's the job of the Senate president. The Senate president has to recognize when there's a majority or a supermajority. Right now, Rob Wagner has a majority, a slim majority, not a supermajority. So Rob Wagner was leveraged to have to work with the Republicans and work across and reach across the aisle and work with the Republicans. And he refused to do that. And as a Senate president, he's completely locked up the entire uh, legislative process and i say the entire fault of that is on rob wagner for not doing his job as Absolute, the senate president absolutely
1: so the current state right now <clears throat> is that there's nothing there's no momentum happening because of this because wagner's not able to he reach won't work he out. won't work
0: at all he okay. is so he is so bipartisan that he will not even negotiate when he has to okay this is total insanity and what the republicans are doing really bad right now is they're not Calling that out for what it is It's tyranny well it's there, tyranny is what it is it's, right now it's a, it's a collapse of, of legislative process, which is fine. I mean we, we'll all do just fine without a state government. I mean what the OHA gets forty five percent of the entire annual budget That's we'll, crazy. we'll all do better without the OHA
3: and the Oregon Department of Education can can go and yeah, the can, can go all this over government yeah. can definitely go. you know, speaking on 2002 two zero zero two, Mark Meek spoke recently I don't know if you saw that, but a lot of people showed up for that, and one of the things he kept saying well, it was bipartisan, it was bipartisan and somebody <laughs> Some of the audience said one Republican voted for it. One. He and, goes, that, and he says, doesn't that make it bipartisan? So it's these talking points that they're really good at utilizing, trying to use words. Well, yeah. it's bipartisan. Well, it's one, a- one so-called Republican, one traitor, Voted for it. Who, by the way, um, I hope that the people in that in that district uh, really get all over him and just basically ask him to step down. Just just like they need to do with
1: uh, Conrad. It's, or, uh, a, it's 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 the same old story. It's the same thing that the media does when they say, "Oh, Republicans don't like Trump, and Republicans are voting against Trump, and Republicans are on board. So why are you?" of all people doing this and and it's it's that same old story everybody wants to pile on everybody wants to be on the winning team mentality so they say it's bipartisan to make you feel like an outsider right yeah, it, it's just a it's just a simple tactic so don't fall into that folks just understand and and the big thing is and the big thing with the show is trying to create that transparency, get the message out there, let you guys know exactly what's happening, let exactly what's going on. Um, and we're not trying to sway you either way. We want to present you the information um, and let you make your own decisions. Because again, we think that you're adults. We don't think you're a bunch of uh, junior high children like Carrie McQuiston does. Well, you know, that's, that's a key, right? The Ouch. facts,
3: the facts, the truth, the oh, facts you don't even know set
1: you free. Way. Oh yeah, it's coming.
3: Well,
0: and here's the thing. I want to say this too about Tim Canope is that Tim Canope, took action and, and, and I'm proud of him for that. So when the walkout Absolutely. on the first day of the walkout, I went on to, to Instagram and you can follow me on Instagram at Ben underscore EDTL. That's my Instagram. Um, but I went on Instagram and I said, y'all know how critical of Tim Canope I've been, right? I've been just as critical of Canope as I have as Wagner, right? Cause I think it takes two to tango. And, and, um, and, and I, I said, but I am proud of him. He needs our support. He has my support. Absolutely. All of them do. And I put out an email the following day to all my followers that are on my email list. And I said, here's all all the people that, all the Republicans and the independents that have walked out, send them letters and messages of support. And they got thousands and thousands of messages of support. And Tim Knup called me up and he asked to work together. And so uh, to me, that was a huge breakthrough. And that's what we're doing by taking over our party We are creating that breakthrough to where we're able to activists like me, who are originally activists, are now working with um, the most powerful people in this in the state of Oregon uh, and the Republican Party. And we're changing it and we're turning things around. And that
1: right there is huge progress that we all need to be proud of. Absolutely. And that is a great thing happening in Oregon when we know and we see the progress. And that brings me to the next point. We're just about to go to break here. Um, so, you're listening to Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. But I want to talk about on the next segment the difference between activists versus politician kind of what you were talking about and how do we blend those two because I think that they should be married I don't think that we should separate them and that's kind of where we got into hot water in the first place is thinking in our minds that there's a separation between that the activists should be in tandem with the politician and you that's what the transparency government that we need of
3: the people by the people and for the people that's oh my a crazy gosh, imagine
1: that. that'll be an interesting conversation we'll be right back You guys want to keep going?
3: Whenever you're ready. Uh,
2: Broadcast from the formal uh, state uh, of Oregon uh, in FEMA region. 10, move Dan back? We
3: it's about your host, not- oh, yeah. Joshua yeah. Michael.
1: Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Joshua Michael, Non-Compliant America. We're recording this the day before, because I wanted to make sure that it get got uploaded. There is a conspiracy going around that my show was spiked last weekend. I assure you it was not. Uh, There was a technical difficulty, and I'm a technical guy. uh, So I assure you, I did look into it. No, they did not spike my biggest show that I've ever done. I promise you, it was not done. Uh, We had a record number of traffic uh, on the post, on the Recall Saul. We know Oregonians are wanting it. We are wanting change. We are wanting that activists turned politician we are wanting to get behind the grassroots people so a couple things i want to cover before we get back to our guests here um so there was a, a interesting post that uh that came across my board the other day and this was from uh, the great mcquiston and she was just basically dogging the success that we had on the recall saul event in the berrien county we all know that joel was trying to to carry water for them and And basically acting as a dictator throughout the whole process, you have to submit your questions with a piece of paper. And then he wasn't he was holding back the three questions. We already know that if you guys listened to the last show. So he did that. Then he's like, oh, well, they weren't relevant. They weren't relevant. Well, if you want to be an open, transparent, if you want to be the chair, if you want to be the head guy, uh, you want to let the people speak and let it breathe. Right. So we we had all these questions about Saul. We really don't care to ask him questions. We just want him out. Right. He doesn't need to defend himself at this point. We can just look back and say, yeah, no, it wasn't working. Uh, You made a good run, buddy, but it's it's time to go. So McQuiston responded and basically insulted uh, a ton of, you know, just good hearted, regular people. They aren't career politicians. They don't have all the answers. They don't uh, you know, they're not in beds, you know, like these guys are. And she responded and said, you know, we had a bunch of junior high recall Saul t-shirts, which I think were amazing. Fantastic. They actually. were beautiful. And, and guess what? Those guys were sweating the whole time. So if, if, if that wasn't effective, then I don't know what is, but it also says, Hey, we had a statement without having to make a statement that, Hey, we're here. You guys aren't going to get away with this nonsense and this business as usual. You're not going to be able to bully us. You're not going to be able to intimidate us. You can write all these posts about Facebook or on Facebook yeah, there might be some people that will listen, but nobody's on Facebook anymore. And the fact that you're making these public statements on, on Facebook only shows how irrelevant you guys really are. So that's my response to that. Uh, not a big deal. This is a short segment. We were talking with Ben and Don earlier about, I, I was I was really fascinated by the activist turned politician and the switch and the red wave, the real red, red wave that's coming, not the nonsense, you uh, red wave that's being fabricated, the real one, the real grassroots people such as yourself, you were asleep in 2019, you had no idea what's going on, you were breeding off the success, all the Trump success that we had, right? We all, everybody was just, oil prices were down, everything was great. So in that, with COVID, I think it was a great awakening um, to force people to wake up and realize, hey, we can't give all these people the power and why are not we not getting more engaged, right, in our local communities? And so fast forward three years, here you are now sitting here with me talking. You're talking to the head minority leader, Canope, having conversations with him. You're actively engaged. He's listening to you, which is very important. It's humbling for somebody that's been in office for so long. Suddenly now they're listening to the grassroots because I think they're starting to realize that's where the real power is mm-hmm. because we are starting to realize that's where the real power is. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is a congratulations to all the people in Oregon that are engaging these uh, political people and getting engaged in the space. I know, Don, you've had huge successes in Clackamas County in raising all the PCPs and just completely overhauling your county. And we're seeing a massive surge happening uh, with that. And it's beautiful. We're going to do that in Marion County. We're going to do that in Polk County. We're going to do that in Washington County because because. It's getting so bad that it—the it, only way we can go is up. And you know, when you, you have nothing, yep. you're going to well, be like, "Okay, nothing It's to lose. time to go. You, we got nothing to lose." You know, and we do these, we have nothing to lose? Absolutely. And these people who have been there for 25 years, 20, 30 years, whatever, and they've just been business as usual. Yeah, we're going to intimidate these guys. We're going to blacklist these guys. We're going to block the school board members. I don't know if you know, but these hmm. guys blocked school board members from coming on my show. <laughs> like two days before they were supposed to come and said, oh, there's a scheduling conflict. It's like, no, 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 no. You guys are just trying to curate things because they don't like truth. They don't like open transparency. But that's what they are. That's the old guard trying to prevent the new guard from coming in. This is what it's all about. This is the American system, is the active engagement from the common citizen coming in, Mm -hmm. engaging in local politics, making Mm -hmm. local change. We get to decide what we want to see in our schools. We get to side decide where we want to spend our money. We should have a choice in that. And that's the importance of getting with these elected officials, getting in these PCP situations and just reaching out to these guys. Hey, we're supporting you on this or, hey, we don't think this is a good idea. We don't want our gun rights taken. We don't want our kids sexually mutilated and uh, inducted into these social wealth welfare programs, teaching them how to be a boy and teaching them how to be a girl. Uh, We don't need all of that and we don't want that. And so in that there's just a a lot of momentum happening. And that's why I really respect you, Ben, for, you know, all the work that you've done and Thank getting you. up to this far. I mean, what's, what's the, what's the plan for the future? I mean, what can people do? Where can they go to support you? Is Instagram the key for people to reach you right now?
0: It's a great one. Yeah. Instagram, Ben underscore EDTL. Um, and then, uh, my website at Ben com. You can also sign up right there. So I put a lot of information out via email, uh, because that's where you can really have uncensored, um, communication. Uh, but yeah, I, I love, I love what, what, what you're saying. And, and, um, I, I can I can tell you that from an activist perspective, uh, things do look different from a political perspective. They just do. And I think the fundamental reason for that is that, um, once you become an elected official, or you run for, for elected office, you're also asking to govern Democrats, independents, libertarians and everybody. Okay. And so, um, I think I, you have to respect that. And I was raised in the inner city of Portland, okay? Born and raised and by liberals. And I look at myself as a classical liberal. I think we're all classical liberals, okay? Um, the reason I'm a Republican is because I firmly believe and support our constitution as a um, as a republic uh, in that the majority cannot take away the rights of a minority. And I firmly, firmly, firmly respect that and will fight for that. But I also believe in democratic representation. Look, my mother-in-law is the mayor of a small town called Fossil, Oregon, and um, she's a Democrat. She's a liberal. Uh, but she's done really great things for the town, uh, improved the library, brought internet and all these cool things, right, that liberals <laughs> do. I've lived in Portland my entire life, and I've never left because I like the liberal Liberal city, Yeah. Okay. And Absolutely. so we have to have the respect for both sides. What we have in Oregon right now is a system of complete corruption. And that's why Knobs reached out to me because he doesn't even trust people on his own side. And we can talk
1: more about that around the corner. We'll be right back.
0: And now live from an undisclosed location in FEMA region 10.
1: It's your host Joshua Michael.
0: That's
1: right, baby. We are back. We are back. Bring Third it! Segment. In. We got 12 minutes of jam-packed information. We got Ben Edel and Don Powers in the house today. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure to like and subscribe to my show. It can be on all forms of podcasts, either Apple, Spotify, uh, or if you're listening on 104.3, make sure to go to noncompliantamerica.com. And my communication of choice right now is Twitter, uh, you can find me at non U.S. Follow me on Twitter. There's a lot of, sta- lot of things, uncensored information, great content, both, both locally, nationally, internationally, and just some strange uh, anomalies that I like to post uh, because there's a lot of interesting things going on with AI and all the stuff that I'm, just, I'm very passionate about. And so I'm just trying to inform the public as much as possible. The best thing we can do is just be awake. Once you're awake, you then can make your own conscious decisions on what and how you want to prepare yourself. And more importantly, you're not swayed by the nonsense going on uh, around us and you're more grounded. So I just think that it's really important to do that. And so that's that's my message to you today. So Ben, we're talking uh, before we went to break, we're talking about the different things with Canope and, uh, and how that's all going on. I know that there's a ton of corruption coming out uh, in regards to the Lamota thing. Um, I know the FTX, the the Democrats got a bunch of money from FTX. That was all funneled through Ukraine. I mean, there's just there's so much corruption here. Uh, You know, it's it is the grassroots now that are starting to take the lead because we don't know who to trust. We don't know. How deep does a rabbit hole really go? Well, I, I, trust no one, okay? Um, trust
0: no one, uh, but but I'll tell you this. The, the rabbit hole goes very deep. Think about FTX. I mean, I love that you brought FTX up because the Democrat Party of Oregon took $500,000 from a company who the, the CEO pled guilty of stealing Billions of dollars from people and then giving it to the Democrat Party. Okay. And the Oregon Democrat the Democrats of Oregon, they haven't, they they lied on where that money came from on uh, Orstar, and then they still haven't given the money back. And then on top of that, you've got a corrupt company called Lamoda, and Lamoda came from Florida. These guys are operating on the black market, okay? They're they're paying Shamia Fagan, who's the secretary of state, who's a crook. Former well, have,
3: former Secretary of State, yeah, let's f- be former. Really clear. She had
0: to resign, but we have lawsuits against her for uh, election corruption. And now she's she was getting paid thirty thousand dollars for every state license delivered to Lamoda that her agency directly oversees. OLCC. In
3: addition to that, she was getting a monthly stipend of ten thousand dollars a month. On top of that, Cash. which
0: is fine. That part's fine. Okay, it's Cash. okay. It's okay Cash. to, to be a, to, to have a to have a, a to be a contractor if you're a, if you're a. But you can't be getting paid thirty grand. And this company Lamoda owes millions of dollars in state taxes. But here's the thing: Rob Wagner took forty grand in cash that never went through a bank account for a pack. They just said it came from this pack, but it never hit a bank account because it was cash. Okay. And then Tina Kotec took 270,000 and uh, 67,000 went to, went to um, uh, 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 what's her face um, Fagan. Oh, and, yes, so, and so, and so you got right there is a million dollars. Okay. A million dollars. Dollars in black market crooked funding that we know of. Okay. And how much are they putting in their pockets? Like, who owns these people? It's not us. And that's the biggest problem. And that would explain. That would
1: explain more when we when we when we go, we fight, we write emails, we're protesting, we're doing all this stuff, and they don't do and move an inch. And they continue on their path as business as usual. And they're just unmoved by the public and they just, they're unresponsive to any public response. hundred percent. So they, we need to rename them from public officials.
0: The, no, that hundred percent. Right. So, so the, the biggest issue that we have is we have to have truth and we have to fight corruption. And that's what I'm trying to do right now. I am. I'm in this fight right now to stop political corruption in Oregon. When you look at the legislative framework of our state, it is designed to support cartel operations, human trafficking, sex trafficking, drug trafficking, um, Um, Well, just
3: like our election system. I mean, our election system in Oregon is designed to permit fraud. Everything that they're doing in another state, oh, over here, they, you know, no Mm -hmm. ID. Over here, they do mail-in voting. Over here, they do, et cetera, et cetera. Anything you see in other states that they're doing to facilitate the fraud that happens in those states, we're doing every single one of them here. They get it from us. Every single one of them, Mm -hmm. we're doing it here. So that gets to your point, which is the fraud, the, the corruption is all the way from our election systems to all this money. I mean, think about what you just said. People think just for a minute about it. Take a a moment to digest what what you just heard. Massive corruption admitted by the Democrats in our state of taking piles of cash, hundreds of thousands of dollars, Mm -hmm. corrupt money from cartel money is basically what it amounts to, right? You're talking about from the, the, the cannabis industry, which by the way is a fabulous industry when it's done uh, when it's done above board mm-hmm. and, and it's a great uh, it's a, it's a great uh, industry for Oregon and it's done a lot of good things for Oregon, but there's also a lot of corruption within that drug industry and that has to be dealt with. And when you talk about piles of cash, you don't have to be Stevie wonder to see that there's a problem here, right? Anytime you're dealing with politicians and piles of cash, Right. What does that make you think of? You need- Breaking Bad Anybody makes me think see of something Obama
1: like that. Shipping uh, billions <laughs> yeah. in cash. Yeah, right. An
3: entire entire container um, uh, plane full of cash. Pallets of cash. Pallets
1: of cash.
0: Yeah, and we left. Uh, and, and it goes all the way up to the federal government because sure. our governments and the federal current federal government, the Biden administration, right now, like we're not going to be able to call the FBI to investigate these nope. people, right? So, so, so we we're in a really bad situation here. Um, but th- look, we left all this uh, all this material, all these uh, tanks and planes. And missiles and stuff like that in Afghanistan that they all sold it for you know billions of dollars to the Russians. Now we're fighting the Russians. Like, if, like it, it, when you look at what what's happened with the Democrat Party, and this is why I said earlier, Democrat people, they're not that. That's not the problem. Okay, the Democrat Party is is, is what has been hijacked and taken over by frauds and criminals. It's called communists. And, right, is what's happening. Exactly, really. and that's exactly what's happening. And so what 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 Free Organ, for example, the original mission for Free Oregon was not just to get Republicans active in their parties, but get Democrats active in their parties, too. Um, we have to agree and we have to come together. We have to be unified. They do not want us people uh, to be unified in any way, shape that's or just form. It. And we can unify around anti-corruption. And well, so that's exactly we should what be I'm able, trying to you do. You know,
3: it's interesting that you say that because I thought the thing that was going to unify all of us was what was happening in the schools, how they're trying to over sexualize these kids. Mm-hmm. And yet that didn't even unify and, and activate the, the Republican or conservative base, let alone the liberal base. Every Everyone yep. should be concerned about that. What are you doing, people? Why has this not just caused you to just have outrage? And yet, just today, today there's a protest. Some people are going to go protest another drag uh, uh, show at a public facility today. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah. What's gonna? What's it gonna take for you to say enough is enough? Well, you, it's that uh, your if, children. If, that's yeah. not enough.
1: It's that blitzkrieg, but it also demonstrates the importance yep. that we, we talk about is getting involved, right? Because it's easy to sit on the sidelines and be like, oh, okay, well, that sucks. And and I don't know. I just, I, <laughs> it's so overwhelming. There's so much going on. That's what they want is that overabundance and overwhelming of information to where if you start notching out just little pieces and go and get involved here and get, inv- get involved here, become a PCP, right? Go to some meetings, go see, do and stick to your zone of that is tangible for your life Lifestyle. And eventually, there, just like a muscle, you keep exercising it, it'll grow, it'll grow. You'll find out who the players are, you'll find out how things work, and everything else. That is the American system. That's the American way. Mm-hmm. That's how we really make a change, right? we can all
3: do something right exactly. i mean exactly. we have different skill sets yes. you have a different skill set but sitting around doing nothing is not is, is not yeah. acceptable any longer you know it and, is
0: not acceptable and
3: and here's one of the There's problems no more we have lines. you know th- this mess that we're in and, and we were alluding to it earlier the republicans haven't done much about it either i mean we are in this position because the republican party and frankly the the public has been complacent and Absolutely. not doing anything to fight it and now they don't know what to do with us now that we are uh, alive and Actively we're vocal engaged. And uh-huh. actively engaged, thank you, that uh, they don't know what to do with us. You know, for, for me, for example, you know, oh, you haven't been around. You don't know the history. You, you're you're too new to this. And and you don't know what you're talking about. And that's one of the, criti- you know, uh, critiques, uh, you know, coming back directly at me in, in full force right now. And it's like, I don't, you but know. Does what? that even matter? It you, doesn't. It's, say, say, that's the point. Don't we, we all breathe the same air? Right. Right. Yeah. No,
1: who cares? It's, it's kind of better that I don't know where the bodies are buried, right? It's very good. Because now <laughs> you're going to go into things, right? You come in from a green perspective. And then you have your own skill set that you're able to bring to the table. If we continue on the path that we do, if we all jump on the hamster wheel and go the same way that we've done, we're going to always get what we've always gotten. We need a shake up. We need a change. We need to recall Solomon You. That just needs to happen, right? And we also need to contend against these people like McQuiston, who's propping up for the future next year. Mark my words. She's going to be running for something. Right? Oh, the, the, That's what all
3: this is about. It's been, it, you know, even, even the whole uh, constitutional carry uh, petition that's going on 100%. right now. Hey, it sounds great, right? Who's not for that? Well, we know who's not for it, but I mean, right? Sounds great. But you know what it is? It's a signature gathering publicity stunt. 100%. And, and it, it's just like trying to say, imagine trying to put out a petition what? right now that says, we're going to, I'm going to put out a petition that says, I want to outlaw abortion in the state of Oregon. Sure. And a whole bunch of people are going to sign it. And then I gather a whole bunch of signatures that's and right. everybody in the world knows it's not going to pass. Why am I doing it? if I know it's not going to pass, what is my objective? And then right? Joel's
1: going to do a big email blast with all their emails that they gathered.
3: Oh yeah, that's a great list. I, I'm glad I have that now because I can I can connect to them all, uh, you know, directly myself. So, but, but offense. when we talk about that, you know, within the party, um, this grassroots movement that that Ben is involved with and the things that he's done, 100%. the Take Back America group and what they've done in Clackamas County and other counties for that yeah. matter, and how that has all spread and gone viral, like twenty, like seventeen, I heard different counties in Oregon have completely flopped their uh, their uh, Republican leadership into yeah. you know what really is grassroots uh, teams and. and movements uh, which is fantastic and now that we the people are finally uh, stepping up and what we realize is change has to happen within our party. There's been so much division for so long that we're not getting anything done. We look we look foolish to national because we don't have our own act together. Yeah. And right, and we're, and and we've got one faction over here pulling for this, and one faction over here pulling for this, and these this faction over here just doing whatever the heck they want because because you know they're they've got their consultants and their money's coming in. and They're all greasing each other's wheel and they're laundering their money through their consulting groups and whatever. And you got other groups that are just worried about their own personal power and enriching themselves through their position right i believe that that's what's happened with solomon you he's our national committee man and he's what has he brought to oregon He 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 claims this list of this big long list of quote celebrities that he's brought in but let's look at that let's look at that in my short tenure here being involved who did he bring in that he brags about having brought in last year for example oh kelly ward from arizona well, she didn't bring, he didn't bring her here for the ORP, Brought her here as a fundraiser for Carrie McQuiston. Same thing with Lee yep. from, right? And the people that he brings in, are there to, somebody that he wants to promote, not for the party? That's right. And that has to change. So let's get to that. Me and my we call buddy, Saul. We'll be right back.
2: all of this money. Yeah, I know it's rude to be bragging. Hey. They never catching a slack. Hey. Hey. Me and my buddy, we working hard for this money.
1: All right, welcome back, folks. Joshua Michael, Noncompliant America. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, We, uh, Ben had to go, but we still have Don on the the boards here, and we just uh, got a last minute uh, call with uh, Dan Mason, um, who has served the chair of the Oregon Government Ethics Commission since 2021, to which he was appointed a regular member in 2017. He's a community manager of the largest multifamily communities in the Portland metro area, has been president of the Multifamily Northwest Housing Association Board of Directors since 2019. He grew up in rural Oregon, uh, attending Umqua Community College, currently lives in Hillsboro, where he served on the city's budget committee for the last six years. Uh, he's earned a reputation for fairness. And nonpartisanship, which works well, uh, very well within the Oregon Government Ethics Commission, uh, which he currently is a part of. Dan, thank you very much for joining us. How are you today? Uh, thank you for having me. Awesome. So we've been talking um, over the past couple of segments. We've been talking a lot about this recall. Uh, in regards to Solomon, and I know we can't really get into it too much with you, um, but uh, you said that you would be willing uh, to put your hat in the ring should this recall happen uh, as the national new national committeeman for the state of Oregon.
2: Yes, that's correct. One, and one thing that you left off my bio, um, you know, I was part of the uh, central committee for 10 years, um, five different terms um, during that process, I ran for the Oregon legislature in 2014. Um, and in that period, um, it was one of the top targeted races, uh, where I raised about 430,000, my opponent raised about 600,000. So it was a million dollar race that year. And after, you know, not coming up, or at least we came up short, um, instead of just walking away, I was still on our County party exec team, um, and recognized that there was some infrastructure issues as there are in a lot of County parties and in the state, um, I ended up doing a fundraising dinner that was uh, turned out to be a annual event, which is the Reagan dinner in Washington County. Nice. And we've hosted everybody from, you know, past governors, current governors, the former vice president, former secretary of state in the last eight years.
1: That's awesome. Dan, or Don, do you have a question?
3: I was going to say, Dan, uh, I just want to emphasize that. So you've been, you've been doing that with uh, uh, putting on the Reagan. I mean, pretty much it's been, I know there's a lot of people involved in it, but you've been pretty much the, the principal involved in putting on those Reagan uh, dinners for Washington County. And I'll say that oh. they have been wildly successful just from uh, the outside looking in. So congratulations on that hard work.
2: No, thank you. No, it's, um, you know, in 20 20- 15 when we did the first one and and, you know you put on a fundraiser you don't think it's going to be an annual event and um, you know I pitched our exec team and I was like we need to bring in some national speakers Uh, we need to try and get some sponsorships Um, we didn't have a venue we didn't have vendors we didn't have a lot of different things it takes to put on an event and um, by the end of it, we had two county party, former county party chairs that had been around Washington County for a lot of years. And they said out of 18 years, that was the most successful county party fundraiser we'd ever had. And that parlayed into, you know, the next year, the next year, the next year. And to the point where we started bringing in, you know, heavy hitters. We brought in former Governor um, Scott Walker. We brought in Governor Christy Nome. We had an opportunity to host um, former Vice President Mike Pence, and then last year we brought in um, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. And you know, we I think um, the gross fundraising that's taken place just through that dinner that I've you know pointed um, headed up was over half a million dollars.
1: That's great, Dan. Hey, a real question. Um, One of the kind of the topics of the show today is we're talking about kind of that infusion between you know grassroots activists versus the polished politicians are you seeing a shift happening within the Republican party seeing more engagement from uh, the public you seeing some some green people getting involved and things like that what kind of things are you seeing on the ground uh, with your uh, your day-to-day
2: yeah absolutely I mean I think that um, you know 20 I've got 21 22 years of of being involved in the political process and there's always a little bit of a cycle Um, you saw a lot of that in 2010 in the tea party um, but I do think you've seen in the last couple of years, uh, you know, definitely a different level of engagement um, in the state of Oregon. Um, you know, more people dialed into what's going on in, at your local level. And yeah. I think that's part of what's driven, you know, and the senators to taking our Oregon State senators taking such a, start, a hard stand against what they're seeing down there to where, you know, basically the whole caucus is risking uh, their ability to run again because they feel so strongly. Rightly so.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and they have our, a and they have a GoFundMe currently right now because the Democrats are trying to find them uh, and they're challenging it in the courts. And so they have the individual. Uh, senators are, um, they have their own GoFundmes set up for legal fees to defend against that. So in that, what would your advice be? Because we got just a few minutes left. And I really appreciate your time uh, coming on. What would your advice be uh, to the grassroots people to the local people on how can they get involved? How can they help you? How can they contact you? Uh, What's the best thing you think currently right now, we should spend and focus our time and energy on?
2: Well, I do think um, in the words of uh, Senator Tim Canope, who spoke at the ORP dinner a couple weeks ago, it's like, look, we need your we need your text messages. We need your positive affirmations. We need, you know, these state senators are putting a lot on the line. And frankly, you know, and I talked to a few of them this week. They are they are hearing it from the other side as well. Their constituents are calling them and. lighting them up um you know you ought to get in the building and do their job because some people don't understand that there's a legal meeting there's a legal meeting process and you know quorum and having the right amount of people as part of a legal meeting is is part of that and preventing an actual meeting to take place is actually doing your job and so articulating that properly to constituents who may disagree and they're just getting one side from the media that's pressing them and saying hey look you know you guys are just you know, keeping, you know, you're not, you're keeping Oregon from doing business and, and, and we're doing all these different things. Um, the, in reality, by not showing up, they are serving the state in ways that the general public couldn't even understand.
1: And they're serving and so, the, yeah, they're serving the people, they're doing the people's will because the people don't want this to happen. They don't want this to go through, but as you know, in this captured state of dysfunction, uh, and corruption going on everywhere this is the move that they have so getting behind them that's very important Dan thank you very much how do people reach out to you um, when you when it, I guess if this recall uh, sees it through uh, how are people gonna get get reach out to you and uh, and start supporting you on your on your push for this uh, I mean, seat
2: no I appreciate that people can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn and uh, my email mason 701 at hotmail.com um, happy to hear any any uh, um, um, well, dan, you for comments
3: um pharaoh and con well dan so so you know and i want to be on record um you got my vote and i hope that has some some uh some wings out there in the in the ether
2: thank you don i appreciate that very much
1: all right very much thanks dan have a great day okay you too thank you all
2: right
1: that was nice Okay, so we're, we got just a few minutes left um, and just wanted to wrap a couple things up. A uh, lot of packed information. Make sure to like and subscribe. Make sure to share this to all your family and friends because again, we can't do this without you. We can't emphasize enough the importance of the grassroots uh, spreading. Things need to go viral. Things need to get heard. And just so you know, folks, just so you know, as you heard from Ben here earlier, even Don himself, myself, everybody, uh, we've, we're have we new to this in a way that we're not the career politicians that you're used to. We're not the career people that we've had the business as usual. We are prime examples of how you can get involved uh, and start affecting change within your counties, within your states, within your systems. Uh, within your school boards and all of that stuff, it just takes you getting involved. I think, first personally, number one, becoming a PCP is so important. But if you got any questions or you want to know what's going on, reach out to me at Twitter uh, at noncompliantus. Don, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, call me,
3: email me. Um, I'm always available. I do have email, which is uh, OregonElectionIntegrity at gmail dot com. I'm also on Twitter at noncompliant and the digit one.
1: Thanks, Don. And, and let's not forget all the people that sacrificed uh, for all the future days. All their, all their days have been sacrificed and, and make a, a very memorable Memorial weekend and remember all of those who lost their lives. Thank you for that. Yeah, they sacrificed all their tomorrows for this day. Yep. Have a great weekend, folks.